Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my beautiful soul sisters. I'm super excited for today's episode. I have the amazing Bonnie Lee Cuevas here with me. And Bonnie Lee is an an amazing soul sister for one. And she's an author and healer, helping single women really heal themselves, return to self-love and step into their power. I really resonate so much with Bonnie Lee's story and journey of overcoming an abusive relationship and really finding herself again. And so we talk about a lot of really powerful things in this episode to help you really step into your power and own all of your magic. It's deep. It's good. You're going to love it. So without further ado, let's welcome Bonnie Lee onto the show. Welcome, Bonnie Lee. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's such an honor. I'm really excited to be talking with you today. Yeah, I'm super pumped. So I always like to dive in just to really share who you are with everyone. And like, I I like to start with the question of like, what really got you started on your spiritual path that led to your purpose and what you're now doing to serve others? Yeah, sure. So spirituality and healing has been like embedded in my DNA since I was a little girl, like my paternal great-grandmother was a healer. And I remember her using all kinds of metaphysical and spiritual modalities to heal people. And I remember people coming to her and like all of these really neat techniques from, you know, the coffee cup readings to herbalism to, I mean, it was just really neat. And then my maternal grandmother is very spiritual. And I always say she has like a direct line to higher purpose, God, universe, because when she prays, I mean, it's just always comes to fruition, like the things that are good for us. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, but this was something that I sort of pushed away for a really long time. Mm. And I dove in and out of different things. Always they were helping women. And I went into wellness and fitness and, you know, started to work with women on the inside and then the way they wanted to look on the outside as well. And it wasn't until last year that I really sat with it. And after going back to school to study alternative medicine and um, doing work for a couple of years to just train and hone what was already embedded in me, Mm. I 
ended up focusing on helping single women and helping them through holistic healing and metaphysical tools, modalities, and spiritual work. And it's been a really great journey um, to help women like learn to self-love, self-care, and really find that freedom and heal from all mm-hmm. of like the stuff they've gone through. Yeah, I love that. Was there like a uh, like something that happened for you to like finally be like, okay, I'm going to make this shift and do this and honor what I'm feeling pulled to do? Definitely. So at the time I was in a relationship with someone that was really toxic and he's a complete like textbook narcissist, like clinical. Mm. Um, And for the longest time I kept trying to go into healing work and because of that person, it just like, he was just a huge block. And last summer, I broke up with that person and finally left the situation and was officially done and and knew that I needed to heal. And towards the later part of last year, you know, it was that awakening where I was like, this is what I've been meant to do my entire life, like help Mm -hmm. single women fill their cup and get to a place of wholeness. So that way they're not searching for that in other people. I love that. Now, do you only work? So, my mom, I'm guessing you only work with single women. Is there like what was the, uh, I guess, pull to 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 focus on single women? So it was a really like, you know, it was a bold move, you know, because I want to I want to help all women. Like yeah, totally. I love my soul sister. <laughs> And I'm sure you'll have, you'll attract others that aren't single too sometime, whatever. Definitely. Um, But I felt that attraction because I just had seen so many women that were reaching out and seeing so many women that were like, oh my gosh, I just left a narcissistic relationship. Mm. I'm going through this or, you know, I'm feeling so empty or, uh, you know, my cup just isn't full or, you know, And I realized that there was such a need to just focus on single women and myself being a single woman. And even if, you know, in the future I find a really good match, I really feel like that's where my heart is. And that's what Mm. I was meant to do. I love that. And I I can, I can totally see why that um, is powerful because I mean, I've been in a really abusive relationship as well a long time ago um, when I was like 14 to 20. And I remember very vividly, um, how lost I felt right after that because, and I know you can relate to this and maybe some women listening to this, I'm sure have, you know, a lot of people have been through this type of experience and I just felt so lost. Um, I didn't really know who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to like really basically like recreate myself, you know, uh, not find myself, but literally like recreate myself um, from such a long time of being in that. And so that it's so beautiful what you're doing to help women because it's like from that place of having, filling their own cup and feeling powerful and um, like just really in their truth is going to help them in every area of their life. And it's like, it's really beautiful that you're, you know, doing that. Thank you. You know, it's been a really great journey and also for myself to be able to like, do the deep soul work and to help women do that deep, deep dive, like into themselves, because it's scary. You're literally looking at yourself, you know, in a mirror, you know, literally, and also, you know, you're 
diving into yourself and seeing yourself and having to work out all of these things. And through that process, taking responsibility for yourself and also understanding that it's not your fault and, you know, getting to a place of healing. And the one thing that I wanted women to really understand is that a lot of these relationships and even the ones with, especially the ones with narcissists, it feels like you're detoxing. Like you're literally going through like a mental, emotional, physical detox and it can take, you know, months, years, Mm -hmm. but it's so important for you to do that and go through that. Yeah. You bounce back faster next time and you end up getting to a place where you're able to choose relationships, whether they're, you know, friendships or romantic, um, much from a much wiser perspective. Mm, Yeah. And the whole journey of healing from something like that and just healing in general, doing the deep, deep work where you're facing yourself. I mean, it's like a lifelong commitment and there's like, you know, don't put a time frame on it. Like it took me years and years and years to, I guess, like really heal from my experience, but it's different. Everyone has their own journey. And um, that doesn't mean that you can't go and follow your dreams and do all the stuff and get into another relationship before you're totally healed or whatever. But it's just like um, being patient with yourself. Exactly. And I tell women to set a timeline. So for me personally, it was a year. And in a year, I'm going to reevaluate, reevaluate and say, hey, you know, I think I'm ready to dip my toes in and really just get out there. But give yourself just a short time frame to take that time for yourself and really learn to be alone with yourself. Because I think we're so afraid to be alone and we mm. think that we can't live like full, rich, amazing lives. And during that time, you know, go after your dreams, go after your passions, you know, go after hobbies that you want to do. Take trips. For me, I'm constantly traveling, you know, keep filling your cup and giving to yourself first. And then, you know, whether it was three months or four months, just a short time frame. after that, you can come and reevaluate, reevaluate and say, Hey, you know, I think I'm ready now, you know? And like you said, it's going to be a lifelong thing, mm-hmm. but you're much more equipped. You're feeling better and more grounded. Yeah. I have to say, like, I really admire your strength because it's like, it's so like, to me, recent (laughs) for you, um, like really diving in, but I'm sure you've been, you know, really, like you said, doing a lot of work Mm -hmm. probably before and during. It's just like, I mean, honestly, I'm just, it's really inspiring (laughs) because I'm like thinking of my own experience. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Right after I was like, I'm just going to go crazy and party. But I was also like 20. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, like I really admire your strength. Now, so do you like mainly work with women, help women like in the relationship realm? uh, Or is it just with kind of like whatever their dreams and goals? Like what does that look like? Yeah. So I work with women that are feeling completely empty and just feeling like their hurts and their fears are holding them back from a goal. And what we do is we come together and we develop a plan and my healing sessions work where it's a culmination of things. Cause I feel like it's really important to do all of these things. So you have like, kind of like coursework or con like work that you're going to do that's going to start diving deep and then we do reiki we do meditation mm-hmm. we do intuitive readings and we go through this entire plan for a couple of months like we make a commitment 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that commitment to yourself, and I'm holding you and helping you focus. But through those three months, uh, we are working towards a goal that you want to reach. So mm-hmm. it could be something personal or something professional. Uh, it's a matter of getting to a place where you feel confident. You're not afraid anymore, or you're able to push past that fear, and also get to a place where it doesn't hurt so much anymore, and mm-hmm. nothing's really holding you back. You're like, I can do this, and you have that strength and that stronger foundation to do that so awesome so what would you like suggest for anyone listening who is going through like kind of like a rough patch and maybe feeling disconnected to who they are or to their them you know their power what would you suggest would be some like starter things that they can really jump into to really shift Definitely. So if you are coming out of a relationship, the first thing is um, I have two really great people in my life that have taught me. uh, One, we typically tend to remember the good things that happen in a relationship and forget the bad. Mm. (laughs) So if you're coming out of a relationship, create a list of all the bad things that you went through, because if you're not in that relationship, it's for a reason. Um, so that way you can always look back at it and say, you know, this is exactly why I left. And then on the flip side of that, create a list of all the good things that you have done and all the good things that you have done for other people or people have said of you. Um, and these two really great ideas actually came from friends of mine. Um, one is, uh, her name is Elizabeth and a friend, uh, Contessa. And they were, it was just great. I'm like, that's such a great tool. Cause you're reminding yourself of all the great things and also taking time, like be gentle with yourself. Sometimes we want to rush through it all. Like I got to feel better. I got to get through this because it's really uncomfortable but kind of sit with it. And for me, it was the boredom that was really hard or the loneliness. Yeah. (laughs) So finding things that make you feel good, whether it's working out or meeting up with friends or listening to music. I started learning how to play guitar because I always wanted to do that. It's Uh, so good. And buying yourself things. Like I think that we're always wanting other people to gift us stuff. So like I wanted flowers. I buy myself flowers. I wanted, (laughs) you know, pouring into yourself. and. Making a commitment to every day wake up with a set of like a ritual or a set Mm -hmm. of things that you do that ground you. Do that every day and every night. And when you feel like you don't want to, that's when you most likely need to. Mm. What are some good grounding exercises? Yeah, totally. Um, So depending on your spiritual beliefs, you know, prayer and meditation. Uh, I love either stretching or yoga because it really wakes up your body and it loosens anything tight and it allows things to move through you. Um, music, sometimes just listening to music or dancing. I love Those are mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, exactly. I love dancing and dance that encourages you to move your body and, and embrace your sexuality and mm. just really embrace who you are. It makes you feel really good and really does. Sexy, powerful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It like connects you to your feminine magic. Yeah. So do that and do it all the time. And when you don't feel like doing it, that's when you should do it even more. Yeah. I love that you say that because it's true, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't 
feel like doing it, that's when you have to the most. I, I'm actually like thinking of a time not that long ago when I was going through, you know, just having one of those days where I was like in my head and I was like, ah, you know, grumpy, didn't feel like doing anything. I was going into all these old stupid bullshit stories yeah. and I was like getting mad at myself. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And like, that was just making it worse. Like <laughs> already being mean to myself and I'm being mean to myself for being mean to myself. And I was like, hey, Steph, like, just do your own practice is what you always preach, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I literally had to, um, like, force myself to get up, put on a pump-up song, and just, I, I call it, like, role, not, not role-playing, like, acting, you know? Yeah, like, it kind of is, though. Yeah. It's like, what you're role-playing, who you want to be. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, it sounds silly and it'll feel silly probably if it's your first time ever doing it. And it's not that I was like trying to shove anything to the side. It's just like, I know myself well enough to know that that was a habitual thought that just, no, I, I, I'm doing my work. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to give attention to this. Like, let's go. So, um, and it shifts. It really does. It shifts. And it, it really does. Yeah. I feel like just the getting the whole like acting part of it too is like, sometimes I'll do this in my car too. <laughs> People listening are going to be like, this shit is so weird. <laughs> like I'll just like talk to myself like when I'm driving sometimes and I'll like just be really funny and like silly and say the most random shit. And like I do it like, it's kind of like interrupts, like a pattern interrupt basically. Yeah. And it's just like, I start thinking like, oh my God, I'm so freaking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And then I forget like anything and I'm like, whatever, let's just have fun. <laughs> exactly. It's about getting to that place of feeling like just happy and joyful and, and having fun with it. And and the more you do it, the more you feel less silly and the more you feel like, no, this is totally me. It's totally okay. Because yeah. I do that too. Sometimes I catch myself like talking to myself and I'm like, this is totally okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's necessary. It's, it's, you know, that it uplifts you. And um, it doesn't mean that you don't have dark days and you don't embrace the dark too, mm-hmm. because I wholeheartedly believe in embracing the dark as much as the light. Mm-hmm. But um, they're both needed. Yeah. Well, now I would love for you to expand on that because I feel like, you know, a lot of people feel that, you know, you got to be positive all the time or you're not going to be able to attract what you want. And, you know, I don't, you know, no one likes to feel negative and I'm totally with you. Like both are important because the contrast shows you where you need to grow and you need to know when to like step away and say, all right, enough. So like, what, what is your like take on that? How would you kind of explain that? Yeah, totally. So, you know, with the continued work that I've been doing, uh, and studying and really, you know, cause I take what I do really seriously and I want to just do the best that I can for women. So the light is when, you know, it's that lightness, that, that feathery enlightenment, and you need that in your life, you know? But the dark is also sometimes really empowering because mm-hmm. it encourages you to dig through the heaviness and, mm-hmm. like, it empowers you to really stand up for yourself sometimes. Because mm-hmm. in, that, in that darkness, sometimes we can find the anger that we need to have. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, because we're always, like, peace, love, and light, we don't want to, like, fight for ourselves. But I, I love the dark because it empowers you and it also gives you that strength and the light reminds you that, okay, Hey, now it's time to just really chill and enjoy the fruits of all your hard work and, um, 
so that dark and that light are both necessary. One is, you know, it gives you that strength, that power and gets you through that Mm. heaviness and it reminds you to fight. And the other is just that enlightenment and that peace that you equally need to just enjoy it now. Mm. I really like the way that you share that. Thank you. And I'm sure like people listening, you can think back to a time when you, when you were in a dark place and you, you had to really pick yourself back up and be there for yourself and, you know, do the work, get the support and move forward and build yourself back up. Just like how we have done yeah. from after those, you know, crappy relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sometimes those unresolved feelings or traumas or pains will resurface. And I think that instead of getting mixed up in that, like going back to the whole reparenting yourself Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, you're so strong, you know, we got this, I got your back, girl. Yeah, (laughs) And just reminding that, um, you know, that's already done. That's in the past. We're here now. And I'm here for you. Absolutely. And what I think is that sometimes when that darkness starts to creep back up or like those dark thoughts, I think that you should not necessarily act on them. You know, you don't want to be reactionary about everything, but really take the time maybe to journal out. Like, so I tell people, this is just sort of a ritual ceremony that you do. If you have like really pent up anger that you haven't really addressed, um, like for me, I don't, sometimes I don't want to deal with stuff. So I walk away and I'm not really addressing the anger and dealing with it. So Mm -hmm. take a paper and write it out. Like the craziest thing that comes to your mind, you're going to write it out because no one's going to see this. And I mean, you're just going to get it out. So (laughs) sometimes it is those really crazy thoughts that you would never tell anyone because you're so angry or frustrated or hurt or whatever. And then take that and burn that piece of paper and discard it. Of course, be safe. Mm -hmm. And it's this ceremony of addressing that and then letting it go. And you Mm -hmm. feel it's really cathartic. And then you get to that place again of that light where you're feeling like, yeah, you know, I got you, girl. We did this. And look, we got through this and look at where we're at. And they're really great reminders, you know, to keep going, that it's not your fault um, and never to be ashamed. Like we hold a lot of shame sometimes mm-hmm. as women, like, cause we were like, oh, we messed up. We should have left sooner. Or, you know, I feel guilty. There's nothing for you to feel guilty about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, when I, um, like after I left the abusive relationship, I basically, I was just sharing about this the other day in my group. Um, basically, there was the new part of me that came out, the more masculine part. <laughs> I call her gangster stuff. Yeah. So she, <laughs> like she was like, I'm not going to take shit from anyone. Fuck this mother. Yeah. She was just like really, um, you know, like I'm not taking shit. Like this is where we're going. And like, I also refer to that as like the, the really confident part of me that I didn't realize was there before that. But for a long time I was neglecting the, the other side of me, you know, like the soft feminine, whatever. Um, and it was just like really powerful 
to realize that and to like be able to integrate back into like, you know, who I am after that. I feel like I was going to say something else and like totally got off track. No, no, it's totally, no, you're, you're right. You know, and, but I think that something really neat has been happening lately. Like we have more men that are doing like the mindfulness, the work yeah, and really like diving into that sacred masculinity and they, and sacred masculinity serves the feminine. You know, I've been really studying about it a lot and they're doing the work and I always recommend, cause I've, I've went through that phase too, where I'm just like, fuck this, like, fuck you. You're not going to tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> you know, this is me, but, um, surrounding yourself with really good male friends that are really good male friends, you know, yeah. for me, they were a little bit older and they're like these really great spiritual men, like really awesome and giving and kind hearted. And they were they're super respectful and lovable and kind and it's just friendship and it's pure. And, um, that helps you sort of not get in the phase. Cause I, for me personally, like it was hard not to like hate all men mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not it at all. Like I, I, I'm a mom to a son, like I'm raising one of these great men out there for the world. So surrounding myself with those really good men that yeah. understood it. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. I'm so grateful for the men and women that I have in my soul circle <laughs> in my life. Um, it's really empowering and really powerful. And yes. I feel like the more you grow and put that intention out there, the the easier it will be for people to, to attract those types of people. Definitely. I mean, if it wasn't for like the people that held sacred space for me, it would have been a lot harder. And sometimes it can be just one person, but really find someone that is holding that space for you. That's healing. That's restorative. Like, you know, you need a place where you can just go vent and release. And sometimes you do that alone and you do that healing on your own with your own practices and, you know, or with a healer. And sometimes it's just as simple as, like you said, having those people in your soul circle. Yeah. That got your back. Yeah. So what was it for you? What was it like for you? Like what really helped you on your journey so far of like healing from that experience? It's been hard. Um, honestly, there are times where I feel a lot of anger at myself and um, it's remembering that it's not my fault that, you know, obviously I'm an intelligent woman and that these kinds of relationships with people like this um, they're incredibly manipulating and toxic and they literally watch your every move because they're studying you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was healing for me was time, just literally taking that time and existing in it. Uh, there were nights where I was lonely because, you know, I shared my bed with someone for like <laughs> a really long time and um, learning to just sit there, whether it was music. Um, I always... Uh, my ex used to play guitar for me and I used to, again, it's like, you only remember like the good things, but there were a lot, like I have a list of like 70 something items of all the horrible things I went through. But once in a while he would do a nice thing and he would play guitar. And I was like, I want to learn how to play guitar for myself. I want to like play myself songs. And like, um, so I started to take on activities and things that filled my cup and I traveled. I love traveling. Mm. Um, I used to live in a tiny house and, um, you know, so I'm all about minimalism and getting in my car and driving or getting on a plane. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, it was just at the end of the day for me, it was taking the time to exist mm. and letting myself go through it all and reminding myself to be gentle with myself, that it's not my fault and that I am a really good person and I can make a million mistakes over and over the same ones. And it still wouldn't make me a bad person. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Thanks. There's so much power in that. Cause I, I went through that as well. Like I was so mad at myself. I think yeah. that's what I was going to say before when gangster stuff came out, <laughs> I was like really mad at myself. Like how, like, why would you like allow someone to do this to you? Why would you stay so long? Like, what were you thinking? Well, I'm never going to let that happen again. So I'm not even going to be you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that part does, you know, like you said, it, it does take over and it's good. And, and there's, and sometimes we got to like reel her back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard when you're like a really strong woman too, you know? Um, but yeah, th- that's, I get that totally. That's yeah. totally, like, I resonate deeply with that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a definitely a journey, definitely a process to go through, to heal from, but you're doing amazing things to share your gifts with others and to help others heal. And it's like so beautiful to see. And I feel like, you know, everyone's been through something, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was, you know, an abusive relationship or, you know, I don't know, any kind of traumatic event. And I feel like that allows us to awaken to who we are, to remember who we are, and to really do something with that gift of being able to overcome these things and heal ourselves, being able to share that with others. Definitely. And I love how you say that, you know, it awakens us because it really does. Um, it awakens all those parts of yourself that somebody tried to uh, suck dry or take away from you or diminish or, you know, push away. It awakens all those dormant parts of you. and. Um, it makes you want to go after the things you always wanted to go after Mm -hmm. and be who you want it to be. Yeah. Like you're not afraid anymore. Like you're like, I deserve this. Why don't I deserve this? Yeah. So crazy that you say like, say that because that was like the biggest thing for me. Um, like I really reached this point of later on, literally this just happened like last year when I reached this point of, of, uh, healing, I reached this point in a plant medicine journey, actually, that I was able to really see the lesson and the gift in that experience. And it was kind of, it was uncomfortable to acknowledge that because there was some resistance there because, you know, the anger part of me was like, well, why am I even going there? But like, I really um, healed something big that that time because I was able to see the gift. And then what I realized was, um, I'm going to share a little bit of this story. (laughs) What I realized is that, um, he, so I I saw him like as a little child. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to move to this place of compassion, not to say that like anything that, that he did when, when I was with him or whatever was right. But I was able to move to this place of compassion, like, man, like, what happened to him to make him so angry to do this to someone? Mm -hmm. So, like, I was actually able to move to this place of, like, letting go and forgiveness and, um, and seeing the gift that he brought me. Or that that experience brought me, I guess you could say. See, it's so funny. I still have resistance around that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, did I just say that? But no, this was a beautiful experience because I realized that um, if that hadn't have happened, I don't like, I don't know what would have happened, but it taught me how to love myself in the deepest way possible. Like that was when I started working out and getting into fitness and meditating and, you know, really going on that spiritual journey. I started pretty young because I felt like I had nowhere to turn, but within or, but, you know, God, universe, whatever. And so like the greatest gift from that was the gift of like really learning how to love myself, yeah. you know, cause obviously before that I clearly, uh, did not have much self-worth mm-hmm. or love or confidence or whatever to even, mm-hmm. I guess, allow that to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it can happen to anyone, but yeah, that's, that's exactly what it feels like, you know? So I was able to see the gift of like, wow, I know. And like that, it, from that point on, I was, I just declared just kind of how you said, I'm going to live the most epic life. I'm going to do all the shit that I want to do. I'm going to live my dreams. I'm going to be free, the freedom, the yes. freedom aspect of it. Cause I felt like a freaking, you know, prisoner yeah, the whole time. So once I got up, yes, freedom <laughs> in my car that night. Oh man. That's so incredible. And it's um, really speaks to that journey that in, in one way or another, we all go through because um, when we end up in relationships like that, it reminds us of all the places within ourselves that we have to do some work in like self-love and knowing your self-worth. And um, one thing that I really learned was that um I'm a giver. So, and I think a lot of women are, we're just instinctually givers and care nurturers. And, um, it is not our job to see that person's potential come, you know, see it into fruition. That's their shit. Like they have to do that. Yeah, It's not ours. We have to see our own potential and our own aptitude, like come see it to fruition. And I learned that, you know, and I had to just like separate the two you have to see your own journey. That's not my journey to go through, whether you reach it or not, you know? Um, Cause of course, I mean, this doesn't just happen. Like something happens to these people to act this way. Something yeah. really traumatic, like you said, and being able to see that him and his vulnerability freed you to say, Hey, I'm not attached to you anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. Oh, I just got goosebumps when you said that, like, I'm not a, the, the whole, like not attached anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nobody. it's not, your responsibility to change anyone or to make them grow or to stay with them in hopes that they do. Yeah, definitely. Like we're all just responsible for ourselves. What? I said, thank you for sharing that. You know, that's so, wow. Like even it it just hit home for me. Like, yeah, you know, it also reminded me of other things I got to work on. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) when I get to that place of not feeling attached, I'm working through that (laughs) right now. it's so beautiful yeah yeah it's like you know I mean there's a gift in all of this like to be able to see the lessons and the growth that happens just in in, on all of our life experiences I'm saying you know like it's a beautiful thing and the more you can peel away those layers and look at yourself and see yourself and accept yourself the more magic happens in your life in all ways Yes, I totally agree. And um, 
I think we all want that magic in our life. You know, we all deserve that. And um, we create that for ourselves and doing the work and, um, and then basking in it. Like you did the work. Now you just take action and just enjoy it. Like there is a season of just enjoying everything you've worked so hard for. Yeah, totally. Totally. So what are some things that you do to tap into your badass confidence and creativity? Yeah. Um, so I, I think what's really great is loving your body. Um, so I'm like a plus size curvy woman, like, and I have no body issues. Like I'll lay on my bed and my little tummy's out or, and I'm like rubbing on my body. Cause I think she's great. And I love all of that. And, um, dance, I love dance. Dance is so freeing and it makes me feel powerful. And like, you know, the badass in me comes out, mm-hmm. um, singing. I love singing, <laughs> you know, like using my voice. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but those are the two things, you know, learning to really love my body. And I think like we, we as women are afraid to like touch our body. Like, you know, mm. like we don't know, um, so it's like some women have never even seen like their girly parts. Like they have no idea what it looks like. And I'm like, no, <laughs> time to like really explore yourself and love yourself and have fun with that. And, and, you know, for me, it's that and dancing and singing and writing. I love writing. Yeah. Writing is so healing. It is. There's so much that we can do for ourselves to ground ourselves, to shift our energy and like, channel that badass confidence to have more fun and really to let your inner child come out and play. Yeah, totally. And, um, traveling has brought out like my inner child because when I'm traveling in a way, like I'm just having fun and, you know, having cocktails with friends or going to the beach. I I love being by the water. So typically when I travel, it's towards the beach somewhere. Um, and just really enjoying it. Like, um, an upcoming trip that's supposed to happen, but I won't know yet is, uh, I've never been to like new Orleans. So Mm. we're planning a girl's trip out there. Um, and it's just fun. You feel young and happy and free and, um, do more of that. Like do that all the time. What makes you feel happy and free? Yeah. That's so awesome. What's your favorite place that you've been to? You know, it's, uh, Charleston. South Carolina. Mm, I never, I don't think I've ever been there yet. Nope. Yeah. It was really neat. Like I never thought that, you know, and I still have more places to explore. So, I mean, you can ask me this next year and it'll be a completely different (laughs) place. Um, it was Charleston. It was such a really great place and, um, I had so much fun and we stayed. It's really neat because my friend is also a healer and she was going through her own um, journey as well. And she was in a narcissistic relationship and mm-hmm. we were out there and we definitely know that this was like spirit universe telling us something. And as soon as we came out to the pool, um, she's like, oh, like we stayed at a hotel that was right on the water and the pool and then the water was just gorgeous. And we come out to like walk on the deck really quick before we like hop in the pool and like all of these dolphins kept coming up oh wow we have tons of video dolphin like all of them like just kept coming and kept coming it was crazy and like coming up to you yeah like right on the deck like they were jumping and um it was really great it was really neat so that sounds like a freaking like once in a lifetime experience (laughs) wow that's like really cool i hear like interesting things about dolphins and like the whole like spiritual aspect of, I mean, I'm not super familiar with it, but. Well, I mean, they were like, yes, they were like fish boats, so obviously, but like mm-hmm. where they were coming, like 
they don't cut like it was um i don't even know how to explain it like they couldn't swim anywhere like they were stuck as they were they were like stay there so for them to come everyone's like wow like that's never happened and it was really neat to be able to see them like come and um it was just really great it was such a beautiful trip and the beaches were just amazing oh my gosh that's so awesome I think uh, traveling is going to be more on my bucket list this this year more than last. I think that, you know, it just expands your experience. Yeah. And the more you can do that and have more fun and do the things that you enjoy and meet new people and just really like get out there and live your life, then like that alone helps you grow even more. And And, you know, whatever happened to you in the past it just starts to shrink and mm-hmm. not be such a huge impact in, you know, your being. I guess That's so true. Yeah. It, you know, it, it shrinks that away. Um, and the really neat thing about traveling is that you get to meet people. Like I never would have thought in Charleston, there would be people like from Europe and like all parts of the world. But yeah, you, when you travel, you get to, you know, really experience other cultures and people. And it's really neat. It enlightens you and, you know, wakes you up to different things and ideas. So awesome. Wow. Thank you for sharing so much like magic on here. And I really think that like a lot of women benefit from like greatly benefit from the work that you're doing, helping them like really just step into their power and reclaim, reclaim their power and just you know, go head on with their dreams, their goals, all that stuff. It's so beautiful. Do you have any last words you would love to share with people? Um, So I have this quote um, that I share that I wrote and it says, uh, do nothing in life that doesn't feel like magic. Mm, I love that. I like (laughs) want that on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, So yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Do Um, nothing in life unless it feels like magic. That doesn't feel like magic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like mantra. I'm serious. What I'm doing. Thank you. In life. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't feel like magic. I always say magic all the time talking about magic, but wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Yeah. So, um, on social media, my website, it's beautifully free and it's B E A U. T-I-F-U-L-L-E-E free.com um, or beautifully free on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And my name is Bonnie Lee Cuevas. So you can find me. Um, you could Google me. I'm out there, I think. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll, to say that. I'll leave links in the show notes as well so that you guys can connect with Bonnie Lee. If you resonated with her, definitely go connect with her. All of the work she's doing is beautiful. And I can't wait to watch you continue to grow and expand and, and, and reach even more and more and more people with the work that you're here to do. So thank you so much for offering your time and sharing with me and everyone who's listening. I really appreciate you. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm, I'm so thankful to have met you and um, to be a part of this. Thank you. I mean, you're just amazing. So um, thank you. <laughs> And I hope you can come to Peru. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Definitely. I'm totally going to manifest that. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have a magical day. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.